0: The Elder Scrolls Lorecast, a place where the Elder Scrolls community can come together to discuss the boundaries of our knowledge about the universe of the Elder Scrolls. Adventurers, welcome back to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. This is your host Tom or Robots, and I'm here as usual with my good buddy Lotus of Doom. How are, how's it going, Lotus? How you how you been, Thanks, sir? Things are going very well. We got uh, we got our new patch
2: on console, so we're all caught up to you PC folk again. Hey, welcome welcome to the club. I'm glad we yeah. could beta test it for you. Yeah, on yeah No, I appreciate that. We got to skip over the missing CP bug, so that's all fixed for us. Really appreciate yeah, that yeah.
0: one. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, yeah, yeah. It's 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 a tough job to you know take that hit, but it's you know it's nice to get things a little bit
2: earlier. I'm, um, I'm sure the <laughs> add-on soften the blow. It, it does
0: a little <laughs> bit, uh, but um, yeah, we're we're back. We've been man. We've got all these weird and wacky things to go through the last two months or so that we've been doing this, and we're getting close to the end of this. Each week, uh, Lotus and I kind of send each other. messages and we're like okay what other weird and wacky stuff is there can we can we dig up another one this week we've we've managed to find another one there might be another few still this week we're talking about the dream sleeve and this is one of those concepts that i you know i wouldn't fault you if i was to say dream sleeve and you go and you just respond with the the wizard sleeve and i would go no that's a borat joke the dream (laughs) sleeve um <laughs> yeah uh, yeah, it's one of those things that uh, it doesn't come up very much.
2: Can you think or, about the last or time or super fleshed out or is super fleshed out? <laughs> this is one of those things
0: that just doesn't it doesn't come up very much at all. When was the last time you remember talk of the dream sleeve and I know, for you, it's probably going back to something
2: like Battlespire. <laughs> That's yeah. I was going to say probably two months ago, right before I finished Battlespire, that would be the last time.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But other than that, can you think of a time that the Dream Sleeve came up in a quest line? Or <sighs> I'm trying to you think. remember For it being reason, mentioned.
2: I- it's very rare yeah it is it is um if i'm not totally mistaken which i i might be i i'm actually trying to find it specifically and i'm not seeing it on the uesp so maybe i am crazy it's it's on the Um, uesp there's there is a lore article for it there is it's small but Mm -hmm. i actually thought there was a argonian reference to them needing to go into the dream sleeve for somebody briefly like one of the shamans Mm. um but they don't really go into it too much or it could have been something else that they were doing um but i thought they went into the dream sleep form either way rare is the correct answer on how often we hear about it (laughs) yeah so okay so The dream
0: sleeve people are probably like what the heck are they even talking about
2: yeah they're just making stuff up as they go now they're just
0: making stuff up they're just making up words and they're just coming up i I joke about this on occasion but it would be funny to start a blog where we just (laughs) make crap up it's just like super obscure elder scrolls lore and we just like photoshop weird pictures of things and just make up lore and then we just keep adding it until eventually somebody shuts us down and then that stuff just ends up proliferating into the internet for the next 20 years and then people start referencing it and being like no this is a real thing it gets picked up yeah yeah it's out there this is a real thing in the game somewhere and i
2: heard it so i saw it on reddit it
0: must be real (laughs) it must be real here's a picture of it yeah yeah Yeah, this guar has danny devito's face no exactly it's not real um Okay, so the Dream Sleeve is is a concept that can be traced all the way back to Arena and Battlespire. This is something that has been in the lore since the very beginning. There's been references to it, and it's not very fleshed out it has a little bit to do with a concept that has something to do with where your souls, where souls go when they die or where they come from, where, when things are born. And it also has a little bit to do with sort of like an internet for mages to use to communicate across.
2: Yeah. It, that's some
0: sort of weird combination.
2: That I think is the weirdest part about it. Yes. Is, is like the, yeah, no, it's kind of like, Elder Scrolls email or mm-hmm. Elder Scrolls why it's like oh yeah here's my i message through the the dream sleeve so it's i guess it's my d message Right. Right. So here.
0: So we're going to we're going to dig into this a little bit because those seem to be the two realms in which Dream Sleeve gets brought up are these two kinds of rough concepts. And of course, when you're talking about souls dying or communications over distances with mages, that opens up a whole realm of other things and ways that you can talk about those things when it comes to Elder Scrolls, because now you're talking about souls and afterlife, which. Okay, are we talking Oblivion, Aetherius, Sovereign Guard, the Far Shores, the Hist... Like, th- that could be so many different things based on so many different cultures. And then you're talking about magic and the, the where does the magic come from? What kind of magic? You know, all, all of that, you know, Magnus, uh, the power of, of Aetherius, what, like all of those those kinds of things. Where does actual magic come from? So many different things this t- this can possibly touch on. But we're going to try and consolidate this into just uh, some concepts that we do know about and some theories and, and we're even going to, I talk about Arimatheus a lot in these weird and wacky episodes. We had him on our show a little while ago. He touched on this concept on one of his episodes, and I'm even going to quote him based on his blog coming up as well on some of the things that he said on one of his episodes and some of the things that he pulled to be a little bit grounded on this, but then we're going to, we're just going to see what else is out there. So here we go. Let's just talk about what the UESP has on the dream sleeve. So here we go we're starting a little bit more grounded spot the dream sleeve also known as the dreaming sleeve is an obscure and rarely mentioned concept or construct two widely desperate or disparate functions have been ascribed to it though they are not necessarily mutually exclusive dream sleeve transmission has been mentioned as a method of communication which has been used to contact those across vast distances the dream sleeve has been described as a conduit for sending special transmissions, special transmissions. I love when things are described as special. Yeah, just it's it, like, you know, it's not normal. It's special. Yeah, it's it's like the word you use when you don't know what else to say. Kind of like, <laughs> oh, that's nice. It's like, that's well, n- it's it, nice. you didn't you just didn't have another word to use. So you just put <laughs> nice there, right? It's a special transmission. Well, th- what is, that doesn't even mean anything um, <laughs> used by magicians and imperial clerks. To reach it, one must have at least part of their brain constantly meditating. So at least part of your brain. How do you make part of your brain meditate?
2: It's like when you go 50% asleep.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's like, I, I, what, dolphins do that? Like they put half their brain asleep while the other half of the brain still swims around or something. I don't know.
2: Yeah. Something like that. So they don't drown, I believe it is. Yeah.
0: Um, so part of the brain constantly meditating as one aspect of the conduit. Is its ability to carry images and concepts not yet quote real. And this is reference. This is actually this actually has a reference point in in some of the lore, so whatever that means. It is utilized as a rapid means of magical communication related to telepathy and memospores. Crickets. Yep. <laughs> yep.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. No spores. You know when you were just saying that you say special or nice is a, when you don't have anything else to say? <laughs> yes. Yep. Yes. <laughs> Memo. there's mine <laughs> yes okay so you you,
0: you want a, a place where Spore is used in some of these uh documents that are referenced yes so, please use Spore in a sentence mm-hmm. <laughs> guess guess who wrote this document the Numantia
2: intercept guess who the author of this one was i you know i i'm sure it's probably somebody that's well known in the community um <laughs> it's a lot of fans <laughs> Uh Michael Kirkbride I have opinions so,
0: uh, yep uh so th- this uh this sentence begins or the sentence this little paragraph begins The moths closest to my ears and lips once served under Belsharza, the bull during their corporeal stage you know thereby the extent of my allegiance please give my permission to herd at this to herd at the elder council even if only by ducel mimospor I'm for those listening I'm turning and looking at directly at the camera knowingly like I'm on the office. <laughs> All right. Uh this uh, we're going to look up the next one, right? So, uh this one is called Dominion Prison tract Dominion Prison Textract, producing tower scrolls, dream sleeve stored memo spore, and tangible magicas or entering unto Mundex terrine for inspection and other purposes. <laughs> uh, yep. Okay. So that uh, the, clearly, you can get the gist of where this is going, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Mimo spore. Let's find another one. And this is the third reference. Wait, this actually, this document doesn't it said is this reference in here, but it's not. <sighs> USB. You got to clean this one up. This one's supposed Redacted. to have a reference. <laughs> this one's not actually referenced. My what are you God. doing what are you doing you esp i trusted you i trusted you on I this tr- i trusted you with my memo i trusted you with my memo spores <laughs> um well there were three references i thought to memo spore but i guess not yeah it, it seems like there are actually two <laughs> there are only two and who still still who knows what a memo spore is i guess it's right. um mem, mem- it's memo spore maybe it's a i, I was gonna spore say that it-
2: transmits <laughs> information to not be completely dismissive, I assume it's faulty memo spores on the USB. Faulty memo spores. <laughs> um, my assumption, since I don't think that this is actually, Again, I I don't want to sound like a total douche, <laughs> uh, but it's a memo spore, so it's a biology yes. spore that it's like some type of biological spore that that it's like transmitting data it's it's just like that would be my guess is, it's, an, is it's just, an email it's a biological yeah, it, it's, email it, it's two words just smooshed together to to make like something that i mean to be fair memo spore is a really fun word so i i guess that actually is pretty it's pretty good I, I'm <laughs> fine with that sure um sure we'll, we'll just we'll just let it be what we'll it just, is yeah we'll just tuck that memo spore away into it's, our notebooks it's for a, later
0: it's i okay here's what i think it is it is like a it's like a cell that you can imprint data into like a message yeah. and then you can I, send that s- cell to some, to some other mage who can then read the data off of that cell or spore it's like some it's like if you could imagine you could take a spore and rearrange the the cells or something in it in a shape of words and then you can then read it i bet that it's something like that right
2: so yeah, and and I guess at that point, you know, it brings it to the all <laughs> all brings it down to are all of the races actually fungi in <laughs> the Elder
3: Scrolls?
0: <laughs> New weird and wacky lore: all the races are fungi. All right, let's continue because this actually is not a very long document, but we've definitely really been sidetracked here. There isn't
2: all that much on.
0: <laughs> on to the third paragraph. <laughs> During the Imperial simulacrum. Daedric Prince Mehrunes Dagon's forces invaded Nocturne's realm of Shade Perilous on their way to taking the Battle Spire. So, of course, we know when this happened, right? During the game, the Battle Spire. As a, as a result, Nocturnal Lieutenant Jackie
2: Jackiel. Is that him? Uh J. It's a J. Seal, -Seal? I believe, is how they say it in game. I'm trying to remember exactly, but it's, yeah, J. Seal Morgan, I believe, is Mm -hmm. how they say it. Yeah, Morgan fell into a deep despair and drove her own spirit
0: into the dream sleeve. This left the Daedra physically present, but mostly unresponsive, as if in a deep sleep. Only the self sacrifice of her servant, oh, here we go, Dayanara
2: catrice uh, yeah, D- dianara I dianara catrice her. yeah i i think so i think that's how they pronounced it okay was enough to awaken her
0: so s- sends her spirit soul into the dream sleeve she goes into like a deep sleep somebody was so, able to pull her out of it
2: it's a little weird because i i made jokes uh i when when kind of regaling this uh whole thing and it was um It is a weird quest and it gets really dark. I I actually, (laughs) I didn't want it to be completely misinterpreted on the episode of Tales that we do go into this because this quest line was completely off the rails in Battle Spire. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, it's both goofy and really, really kind of sort of real world dark at the same time. So, so prior to that episode, I actually added a bit of an addendum where I was like, yeah, the joke, like the the jokey nature of this is not actually about the problem of mental illness. It's it's like the very, not pulling punches, bad writing in Battlespire at this section. It's just bad. Like it's just really bad Mm -hmm. in my opinion. Um, Sleep is not quite what, uh, during this quest, she essentially is pouting and having a tantrum um and is just complaining how sad she is about everything and that we should go away and she won't help us because she's too sad about it oh so again slight disclaimer um just if if you know mental illness is is like a trigger for you like the solution is to make her friend commit suicide (laughs) Oh, so that it makes her even more sad that she gets so upset. She snaps out of it, essentially. Wow. And I was like, okay, this is ridiculous. And the the dialogue, because the whole dialogue in the game is is goofy, off the wall, ridiculous nonsense. Like my character is like cracking jokes in the middle of this. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is so stupid. And then like they do it. I'm like, that's not the direction I thought this was going. Okay, yeah. And and then when that happens. It, it does. It pulls her out of the dream sleeve and snaps her out of it pretty much. And she she hates you because a, a topic. That's, well, uh, <laughs> I wish they would go more into with um, Elder Scrolls. They make reference to the fact that Daedra don't die. They're, they're obviously put back to their like um, Azure plasm state. And then mm. over time, they're kind of reconstructed. They make reference to the fact that that is basically way worse than the human's concept of dying, even though they're immortal mm. um, mm-hmm. because it's an incredibly jarring and painful process to which it saps a bit of their sanity every time it happens. Hence why it seems like Dramor- like Daedra kind of become more feral or vicious and it's a, it's rep like reference it's not direct. i picked up the fact that i was like wait so that's basically giving this like cool background story that it's like yeah that's that's a different form of hell to be reconstructed like that yeah and, yeah.
0: and to lose your sanity and go through like torture over and over and over right. and over and yeah
2: so as a you know as a thing her, her friend is now in this and she'll eventually come back one day, but she blames you for that. But at the same time, she becomes cognizant of the fact that she's been pulled back out of the dream sleeve. And then it turns into a buddy cop thing where she's like, well, I'll totally help you when you need me. And I'm like, okay. And then in the final fight against Marin's Dagan, she just pops up, Hopless all the time for <laughs> whatever reason they're all just naked in yeah, this game it's because 90s ni- uh, yeah because of the 90s right. she just pops up heroically in the background to uh ba- t- to help you beat Runes dagon i was like wow that took that was a roller coaster of directional changes during that quest <laughs> so huh. so that's just a little like battle spire reference fr- from my from my take on the dream sleeve because that was one of the few times i've ever heard of it mm-hmm. And I actually had a slightly different interpretation, it looks like, than the UESB did for that quest. That's that's interesting because I mean that's yeah.
0: And that's part of why I think this topic is kinda of wild and wacky, is because you can because the topic isn't handled directly. It is referenced through yes the quest lines it is it's, it is it's a very
2: tangential it
0: is a secondary reference you're you're dealing with a thing that is saying like this thing is then going to the dream sleeve or or the you know spirit is being sent to the dream sleeve or this person is communicating through the dream sleeve it's, it's a secondary thing that we're not getting a lot of actual information about yeah so yeah, yeah. So that's that's interesting um, because I haven't played through Battlespire, and of course, as you have mentioned, it is uh, a torturous task to try to do so in it today's sure is. through today's hardware and uh, with our own with our you know experience is, playing games today as opposed to what it was back then. Yeah, there's a lot of reasons not to play Battlespire. <laughs> right, right. Um, so the last paragraph in this says, according to the teachings of Mankar Cameron, mortals leave the dreaming sleeve of birth the same. Unmantled save for the symbiosis of our mothers. Let me read that sentence again and let me chime in with what you think about this actually means. Sure. And of course, this is Mankar Cameron, so this is a yep. little bit cryptic, but mortals leave the dreaming sleeve of birth the same. So let's break this down. Mortals leave the dreaming sleeve of birth. So we all come from the dreaming sleeve. Yep. So uh, the origin of our souls or the the thing that inhabits our bodies at birth comes from the Dreaming Sleeve and we all come from it the same. So our souls somehow originate in basically the same form. The same. Mm -hmm. Unmantled save for the symbiosis with our mothers. So the the spirit is that comes from the Dreamy Sleeve is, uh, I would say, identical to any other spirit. It Yeah. It, like the, the personality, the, the shape it takes when it leaves the Dreamy Sleeve is like an empty vessel. Yeah. And then when it enters our body, it is through the symbiosis with our mother with which it starts to take form and personality.
2: Yeah, you become you essentially in the womb would be the idea that i see out of this otherwise like just for a a, a, like i'm trying to think of like what's a good reference for a soul but uh, picture a wisp you got the little blue floaty wisp like okay Mm -hmm. for for the sake of example here's your here's your wisp version coming out of the dream sleeve you go and you're just generic i don't know incorporeal matter so to speak right right going to your destination and then you become you and form again once you're growing right
0: type of deal. if you were to yep. if you were to stop the transmission of the soul to the body before it reaches the body you would you would not be able to determine that specific spirit or soul from any other spirit or soul because yep. it has not yet pre- reached they're the all body interchangeable it would be interchangeable it would be an empty yep. vessel it would it would, be, it would look like any other spirit trapped in a soul gem before it, w- it reached a body or something like Sure that. if you were to able to trap It in a old which I was supposed would be the Closest thing that you would be able to use With which to catch it out of The dream sleeve
2: right it, Speaking in Or world, going back into the Dream sleeve or going I back into going
0: back into the dream Sleeve it would then take on It would match the form of the body with which it came Out of right I would Suppose I, I um, would think and This then, is uh, getting into know, some of the later Concept stuff that we're going to talk about but um, right yeah so uh and then the last sentence this one's interesting it is through the abandonment of the mother that mortals therefore enter the domain of lord dagon the prince of destruction and i think this is because it's Mankar cameron yeah. and he's worships uh i know. just i just love that left arm. and
2: yeah. then it, yeah so <laughs> in swoops there. yeah and of <laughs> course we are all we all should it's be like, worshiping
0: oh, mayroon's dagon and therefore yeah, we are yeah, we yeah. should be part of his realm blah 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 blah, blah. but that, yeah that's his skew yeah that's that's skewed um and then there are some notes here At the end, it says unofficial fan fiction and developer texts describe the dream sleeve as a process related to the cycle of death and rebirth, whereby souls are recycled within the mundus. And these are, of course, unofficial sources. There's a whole big old document about all this stuff where people have talked about this outside of the games. And as we've talked about before, until things happen in the games, they aren't necessarily considered canon. They're considered potentially canon, but they aren't necessarily canonized. Um, And then below that, it says the Elder Scrolls Arena, the former apprentice to Jagar Tharn, Rhea Silmain, communicates to the Eternal Champion through his dreams. Tharn eventually hijacks this connection, referring to it as a dream bridge. He says that he will send his minions through time and space to the Eternal Champion via this connection, suggesting a connection between the dream bridge and the universe itself.
2: What do you think about that? That's um, That seems like a lot added to what I remember when I played and completed Arena. <laughs> yeah. um, so Rhea Silmain, absolutely, that's basically your guide on how the game starts. Um, for the time, it's really kind of interesting that she comes in with, uh, she's got her own FMV, FFV in quotes, <laughs> yeah uh, right uh, yeah she's basically your floaty ghost companion and gives you directions and every time you complete an area and make a little progress to when you need to progress to the next area to find out which of the piece of the staff of chaos you need following and which region you have to go to to find it um she will contact you when you go to sleep so that's totally a thing yes that mm-hmm. on point point. and then later in the game as you get near the end of the game or or toward the end of the story um jaeger starts coming to you more frequently i mean he kind of always does have the same like i don't know headset communication with you (laughs) um that she does and he does he's like well now now i know where you are and i'm gonna say I never got the impression that it was like, oh, I'm going to, you know, have this dream. I mean, I guess you could, like you said, it's, it's not Canon, but it could be, um, that to me strikes me more as just like, okay, somebody just came up with it. enemies just appear all the time. So it just struck me as like, okay, he knows where I am. He just sent in a bunch of things. Portals are a thing in the elder scrolls. So it doesn't even seem peculiar that you could use a portal to get around like this dream bridge concept seems like, yeah, that's, I I don't say that. I, I don't say that that's not a thing. It's just like, I don't know. That just seems like something somebody else made up to, to add to it rather than just being like, yeah, they portaled in to come kill you. And then they didn't. Right. Right. Yeah. So, I, yeah. but yeah, who knows. <laughs> they, I, I never actually considered re- contacting you via like, a dream, dream sleeve in sleeve that game because bridge. that's how that game starts and that's how you get your directions to continue the quest <laughs> So yeah
0: yeah and uh, you know maybe they were like well we need a we need a way for like this distant communication thing to work yeah um and maybe it was like an early concept of like where does the magic flow maybe this concept of like a, a a layer of magic underlying everything yep and it was some early justification for that, which eventually became something more than that, or at least different Mm -hmm. from
2: that. Yeah. They, they seem like they've fleshed out other ideas of magicka more than the concept of the dream sleeve. It's, you know, it's just not as much a thing that they've grasped and run with in the series, Mm -hmm. but they also haven't gotten rid of it either. Um, so, you know, it's, it's just more of, it seems to be like you could make it, speculative like that's the reason for this or it could also just be it's magica like (laughs) so yeah yeah yeah. so there's it's
0: like like there's the two pieces to it right there's the communication thing which seems to be less and less and less but the the piece of it that i think is most interesting is Is the the soul bit the soul bit and i think that's the most confusing side to all of this because it seems like there's a lot that's very dependent on who you worship or what your beliefs are or some combination of those two things. And we've talked about this before, you know, sure. like if you worship a specific daedra, somehow that takes precedent over the fact that you're a Nord or something, you right. know, like, so if you, if you are a Nord, then supposedly you're supposed to go to sovereign guard. But yes. if you make some sort of pact with a daedra, then that somehow takes precedent over the fact that you're a Nord and then that daedra can swoop in and claim your soul. Now, if yeah. you're not a Nord and you don't have a pact with a Daedra or you're not a uh, Argonian and your soul goes back to the hist or you're not a red guard or you're not a uh, uh, Khajiit and you're going to the far sands, you know, you're not some specific race that has some specific afterlife concept then maybe the dream sleeve is where your soul goes or maybe the dream sleeve is a general concept for the the thing that connects all of these afterlives and communicates the movement of
2: the souls this is so here here's my my take on the best i can do because you kind of touched on it right there Mm -hmm. what if the dream sleeve is like your uh travel network to and from your afterlife of choice uh or not choice in some cases where you botched a bargain say mm-hmm. for example like the dream sleeve is totally there and that's a, that's a thing um and when you leave the normal realm you 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 know you basically hop on the dream sleeve you can just think of it as like a subway. It's like your are in a it little brings network you to your destination. Yeah. Same thing when you're being brought back, it's like, oh, okay, well now we're coming, you know, we've got to get out of our far shores, for example, it's like, well, back into the dream sleeve and you're just kind of this misty goop or whatever you want to be. And then you're projected off the dream sleeve and back back into your, you know, soon to be parent type of thing that that's, mm. that's always at least in regards to that, the only thing I can really think of. And then my thought was with this kind of back and forth happening throughout time and everything. um, Maybe the, the idea of the, the, the email network that they have on Nern between mages is basically people just piggybacking on it. And the, the, the reference point I had where I, I, made the joke it's like well it's not an i message it's like a, a d message for the dream sleep <laughs> message right. well one thing to that which is kind of you can send a text message and it goes through as a piece of data i messages unless they've changed how they work they actually go using data that's already being sent and it piggybacks on it so if the souls are traveling anyways, maybe using mm. the dream sleeve as that is just like a, Oh, the reason we can tap into it is because this is all happening. All we're doing is piggybacking our signal on top of it. It's these like throwing a leaf into about.
0: a river. The it, leaf exactly. is just gonna go going to go with the river. Anyways, right.
2: We're just tossing it in. So right. like that, that's kind of, that's the best I've been able to piece together for what I think a dream sleeve is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Yeah. So these are all fun ideas. So, um, So we've got to take a break. We've got to thank our patrons and we've got to talk about some of the new gear you can get as part of the Patreon. I brought it up last week, but I've I've got to mention it again for those people who didn't catch it. And then we've got some, I've got some stuff from uh, a because he he talked about this on a previous episode. So I want to quote some of the stuff he said, which I think is is going to match some of this, but it also brings up some other questions. And then I have another article I found that I want to, I want to reference to that brings up some other questions as well. So stay tuned for that stuff. We'll be right back.
1: The skies are marked with numberless sparks, each a fire, and every one a sign. Hey, Simone. Yes, Chad. What would you say is your favorite bad movie? Oh, where would I start? But probably at Zombie Strippers. Oh, yeah, which we've actually done on our podcast, Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast. This is a podcast where we take some of the worst movies ever created, and even some of those movies that you might have thought were brilliant, but still got a bad critic score, and we say nice things about them. Because you know what? Someone put the effort in, so we're gonna be there fighting in their corner.
2: Absolutely, Chad. Even if the movie was total garbage, there are some makeup artists that gave it their all, and we're here to recognize that.
1: Exactly. And with really fun themes every week, such as National Treasure Week, Weddings Week, uh, movies with Jeremy Irons and dragons in them. How could you go wrong by joining us every Tuesday and Thursday for some optimism in your life?
2: And like we say at the end of every
1: episode, we love you and there's nothing you can do about it. We love you and there's nothing you can do about it. Goodbye!
0: So, Patrons, you guys are freaking amazing. All 47 of you, including our tier 5 patrons, Noodle Al Dente and Daniel O. Thank you for supporting the Patreon. And for all of you guys who are tier 4 patrons, our tier 3 patrons, tier 3 patrons, you guys are now getting stickers. So every three months that you stay on as a tier 3 patron, you are getting stickers that I am designing custom for you guys that will never be available outside of Patreon that include the um, Daedric symbols, with special uh, special, custom made by me textures underneath the symbols that you can use with the uh, the show logo built into them. And then tier four and tier five and tier six patrons will be getting t-shirts every three months that you, you stay on as a kind of a loyalty thing. And this is built into the Patreon. This isn't any extra cost. None of the tiers went up in price. I just added this in here. For you guys as a thank you for helping to support the show. So thank you to you to all of you guys. And if you aren't a patron or if you are one of the lower tiers and you'd like to upgrade, you're welcome to do so. You can get onto this right now and it'll it'll get you set up for these loyalty um, T-shirt setups. And And the thing is that these shirts are never going to be available on the other store, on the Robots Radio store. They're only available to patrons. And once they're off the Patreon and we're on to the next set of shirts, then they won't be coming back. So if you and and we're going to go through the Daedric Princes in order. So if you want to get specific Daedric Princes like Hermaeus Moore is going to come up. We're going to go alphabetically through them. We're going to start with A and we're just going to keep going. So... If you want to get them, you got to sign up now in order to make sure you get them. So um, thank you to everybody who helps support the show. If we've done anything to help you get through your workday, your workout, your commute to work, or you're working on your autobiography, then you know what? (laughs) Then just, you know, go check out patreon.com slash Elder Scrolls Lorecast and uh, see what kinds of things you can get. Um, All the pictures are there on one of the posts. You just got to scroll down, get to the post with all the all the images. I think you guys will enjoy those. But thank you to everyone who helps support the show. You are what helps me to be able to do this as a full time thing. So I genuinely, genuinely appreciate it. Thank you, guys. All right. Let's go back and talk about more of this dream sleeve stuff because it's super weird. Here we go.
1: Yes. Yes. You're entirely brilliant. Conquering madness and all that. Blah, 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 blah.
0: So. Arimatheus, who we've talked about before, written in uncertainty, has an episode specifically about souls, and he's talking about all sorts of stuff about souls. It's called What is a Soul in the Elder Scrolls? Go look up his podcast, listen to this episode in full. It has a lot to do with souls, but there's a specific section where he discusses the dream sleeve. And I wanna I wanna call out some of the stuff that he says here. So he starts this section off, and he says, "We hear about the dream sleep very rarely. They uh, that several in the fandom have taken to be the place where souls go when people die, either in the process of getting there or on arrival. Kind of like we talked about, mm-hmm. they are stripped of memories and personality, become becoming soul energy of a sort." This is then probably given to new souls as they are born. Manker Cameron talks about the dreaming sleeve of birth in the commentaries on the Mysterium Xarxes. The distributed soul possibly helps us here. Quote, though it is typical to think of it as the Adric essence at the core of every mortal. So Adric essence at the core of every mortal. This idea that we descended from the Adra, right? Mm-hmm. The elves often talk about that. I advise him to consider the soul in another light, scaled like the wings of the moth, and to imagine it comprised of vessels filled through the events of mortal existence. On release from life on Nern, it is our belief that a kind of dissipation begins, and it is then that the moths learn the song of a soul's phyrons." which are shepherded under our care and protected generation after generation. So this brings up the concept that when the soul returns to the dream sleeve, and regardless of how all the other parts of this work, whether that takes you to sovereign guard or whatever, like let's say this is a network. This is the, the river that delivers you, you, your soul to wherever it goes. Yep. You, the, the things that you pick up in existence uh, in your lifetime starts, start to evaporate. And you start to lose pieces of this. Mm-hmm. This concept that like you start to lose pieces of yourself. And it's almost like being in the dream sleeve starts to cleanse you of you, of you, the, the you that is you starts to disappear or starts to break apart. It starts to evaporate potentially. What do you think about this concept?
2: I mean, that that's. It totally could work, because, like, based on what I had mentioned earlier, this is pretty much very similar. And adding to that, it gives an explanation as to why, you know, when coming... Well, I guess we wouldn't really know, because we don't talk to a lot of people, like... Well, I guess we talk to ghosts in the game at points, but... Um, you, but, but it doesn't seem like they actually made it to where they were going. So never mind. I'm well, going to go back to what so I was saying. There's, so, a, like, there's
0: another concept about ghosts that I'm going to bring up in a little bit. Yeah,
2: but 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 the idea is um, as they're going to there, but more so when they're coming back, um, why you wouldn't remember your previous versions of yourself. So like having that stuff get stri- stripped away, totally. Yeah. All right. That, that works for me. Like I, I could see that working out. I mean, even if there's like, you know, no reason for it, you could even come up with a reason for it. Maybe that, pro- maybe the, the, memories provide the energy to move along it. It could have something like that. Like there could be a reason why stuff is stripped off as you go, other than just, we don't want you to remember that, you know, in the coming and the going, but yeah, totally, totally seems reasonable to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He also talks about how part of it could
0: be that the, the, uh, the water leaks out like into the ocean. So the the dream sleeve itself being the ocean, so the soul empties slowly
2: out into the greater ocean, and so you have Which all of it everything spilling. is very liquid and tonally based in right. the Elder Scrolls. So again, that totally like seems plausible,
0: right? And and even something like um, there's and I don't want to read the whole article here, but he even says uh that uh, something about ghosts. Where was it? Ghost. Uh, he even says. Um, here it is if you uh, the original memories uh, the original water from the vessel is mingled mingled with the ocean and you can't access them anymore that's perhaps how we get memories that can persist in ghosts that haven't fully evaporated yet memories becoming water which is a representation of the dream sleep. so this idea that like a ghost oftentimes when you come across ghosts in the games they're deeply troubled but sometimes they don't even remember why It's like these apparitions of of the self that aren't, they're still kind of connected to reality, but aren't fully even aware of what they're connected to necessarily. They're still just not fully here, but they're not fully there yet. They're just kind of in between. They're stuck. So you have concepts like that. So he goes on and touches on this a little bit more with some of these other concepts and makes some other references, but I'll let you, I'm going to leave that where it is. I'm going to let you guys go listen to that, the rest of that episode. If you want to dig into some of that stuff and the rest of the souls piece of it. The <laughs> other thing that I wanted to get to here is an article by Colonel Killaby, And this comes from Colonel, Colonel dash Killa B dot Tumblr.com. This is a post and I found this very interesting. And this is, this is we're gonna where we're gonna end the episode, but this is a fairly long post, and i want to, I want to get through the whole thing. So give me your thoughts on this. and chat, feel free to chime in with your thoughts on this as well. So here we go the dream sleeve in tamriel isn't well understood but we see its effects in every game ghosts show its existence plainly the act of recycling a soul the way a computer associates a file and is no longer recognized or readable by the file and then eventually another file is stored in its place so the two analogies here souls and computer like the the idea of storage Okay. Recycling a file, like it, when you delete a file, you're emptying that space, and then you can restore something in that same slot, like on a hard drive. Abandoning the analogy, souls come in at least two parts. And I think this is interesting the essence and the spirit. Unless forced apart, the spirit is slowly eroded away by the dream sleeve until nothing but the essence remains. Nords are saved. By being stored in Sovereign Guard, their spirits, if worthy, while their essence remains. So think of the essence as like the sh- the shape, the construct, and the um, spirit as being the thing that fills it. Okay. So the essence is like the the shape of the of the, the soul or spirit, and then the spirit is the thing that fills it, the the personality that comes into it through through life, and that's right. the, the inside part is the part that evaporates, right? Um, it is possible that Kine, the kiss at the end, when sending the spirits to Sovereign Guard, forcibly cuts them from this world like a grim reaper with a scythe, leaving strands, the roots here. These roots are remnants, bits of data that remain from the whole, echoes. The same echoes that ghosts are, but instead of being the result of slow decay, erosion, they are what's left of what is preserved. So, in this sense, oh. Okay. A ghost is kind of the remainder of
2: what's lopped off on death. All right. All right. Wouldn't I'm, that I'm, leave us with a lot more ghosts floating around, though? Uh, p- possibly. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it goes seems- on.
0: It goes on. It goes on. Let me Okay. Let me okay. Uh, this is how Olaf One Eye is both a Draugr and in Sovereign Guard. He even is aware of his Draugr form when you defeat it. There's at oh. least three different types of Draugr, the dead ones that stay to guard tombs of their own free will, like Olaf, with traces of their past selves, of what was th- with base instincts and knowledge, Thumes, draconic fighting skills, the admorins that are not actually dead, and those made of necromancers of today. Olaf is one that remains because Kind did the separation of soul and spirit, not the Dream Sleeve. This could even be intentional, leaving traces of heroes and other spirits to help them. Soul trapping is another means of forcibly cutting away a spirit from its essence rather than properly unraveling the soul via dream sleeve, making it possible to have items like Potima's wolf amulet affect her from its essence without it containing the spirit. Or the amulet of kings, which holds the will of uh, Akatosh and Previous emperors without actually holding their spirits. This wouldn't be unusual of Kine. She's dealt with cons- construction of at least two individuals we know of, Pelinal and Morehouse. It's well within her sphere to forcibly manipulate souls in this way. And Nords aren't the only ones that can be preserved. It's simply easier for them to wander around Nern in dead states because of their unique attachment to death via shore. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> it's it's kind of an interesting take on them. I know I know we're going weird and wacky, so that's why like, yeah. I, I had to include all this right. one. It's all right. It's kind of right. out there, but it's interesting. This is
2: creative.
0: It's creative. Aside from Oblivion or Sovereign Guard, the Dunmer have created a fascinating and effective means to preservation to preserve their ancestors via their ancestral spirit rituals to bind them to Nern. I suspect keep them from being recycled, so that their intact selves can help those that remain. So there's, we know there's a bunch of ghosts in Morrowind, right? Yeah. Like the ghosts, like the Dunmer. Dunmer and ghosts go together really well. Yeah, they literally make fences out of their grandparents. <laughs> yes. Um, ghosts and wraiths, etc. however, are corrupt, slowly deleted files that forget themselves as time progresses, fading away into a blank slate to be written over anew. Think about how wraiths, these twisted, tormented souls, and how they look and sound distorted, even missing legs, I like to think their torment created a will strong enough to withstand the dream sleeve, but only partially. Computer analogies work great for Tamriel because to me, it's all just a reference to the world existing digitally. Chim is the act of modding a console command and, and console commanding the world via us player characters. Godhead, the dream, are those that hold the world in their thoughts, imagination, the developers, role players. And Coda literally had TES in a computer world with internet and embodied hackers, internet surfers, mm. et cetera. It's symbolism for the world existing in digital form matrix level shit. Mm. <laughs> so anyway, that, that went into Coda and I know, I know you love that stuff, but
2: yeah, it's the um, greatest right. big fan.
0: But it's, you know, we're talking weird and wacky here. What, no, to what do be do you fair, think?
2: based on that theory, that totally syncs up. So like if you, want to add coda into like oh i like the idea of coda like this is a thing that i i'm a fan of. totally i it, it's funny i was kind of thinking that along the way to when people were when these different parts were making references to like digital parallels to things mm-hmm. first thing i'm thinking of is like the digitals in coda it's like oh well this is like Pre times for that, where it just becomes more overt as you go later down the line with how technology has advanced so much in whatever it is, the ninth era of the whatever, what, what, Coda? whatever Coda's year in, it is, this era, Coda, right. Coda if, year. Yeah. In the fifth era, but, yeah. um, but no, that that one was I that's sure that was a, that was <laughs> sure. kind of a creative little romp at the end there. I, I've never thought of that that way, but I all right. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah, you know,
0: it's just a different way of considering it, especially being a little bit more code focused. This idea that like, okay, if this is a stream of communication, this is code. This is the way that all of these things are communicating through code. Maybe this is just another way to look at it. But it's just an idea. Um, I don't I mean, there aren't a lot of hard references here. It's more of a creative take on it. So, sure. of course, you know, but I mean, you know, to be with fair, a, with a grain of salt.
2: even our other ones were kind of just creative takes on what little we have described from the game itself. Right,
0: right, right. Yeah. And uh, I think that's I, I don't know that we're going to get much of a hard and fast explanation here. Like so much about the, with the afterworld is um, it's there's so much vagary around it. And what I find interesting is that you actually experience some of it. And this is this kind of opens up other topics. I don't want to go too far down this path. But in Skyrim, you see Sovereign Guard. Right you, you do. go there like yeah. there and there are some dramatic fight there <laughs> right and there are quests in other games where you you go and experience some of the things that happen in what appear to be the places you go when you die whether that is a, a realm of oblivion that you're supposed to end up in when you're dead or you know heck even the beginning of eso you end up in molek balls realm with these you know soul shriven which are, you know, the, these dead beings that, whose souls were sucked out, but they're, they themselves are still stuck there in some form of being dead just without their souls. But they themselves know who they are. You know who you are. You're a soul-driven. You're still you. Right. But are you you without a soul? Like, how does that even work? What does that even mean? You know, like, is there another you that's your soul out there but without a body? Are you now yeah. in two places at the same time somehow? Like, how does that even work? So there, there's so much about the concept of being alive or dead in this universe that is just not clear at all. And um, they've played so fast and loose with it over so many games now that we just we just don't know. So to, to play fast and loose with something like the Dream Sleeve, it's, I mean, it's just another piece of that puzzle that I, I mean, we're going to have to clean it. we we would need some very, very distinct insight into what is hard and fast with this stuff before we even get any real concrete, anything about the dream sleeve. But I don't think we're going to get that because as soon as you start talking about the nature of death, we are talking about the nature of belief about death. And now we're talking about subjectivity when it comes to religious thought, right? And who's to say, you know, like, if, if you're the dragonborn is your experience in sovereign guard concrete and objective, or was it subjective based on your beliefs? And that's just the way you interpreted what happened once you entered some realm beyond anything you you could have experienced. Is that just what you interpreted as what you saw? and did?
2: Right. And with elder scrolls, there isn't this, um, nebulous concept of you know what you believe like if it were real life where there's nobody from the afterlife you can't experience that and then like have a a good way to talk about it because you're not talking to ghosts or whatever Mm -hmm. um whereas whereas in the games these these afterlives concretely exist so like there are multiple options where In real life, it's a lot of you need to have faith in whatever it is you choose to believe in, um, and you could possibly – think there's more than one option or not there could only be one so we have, but we have we have no
0: way of concretely
2: proving any of that like, correct like we, we never rules, will right because it is a, a a game that you can physically play and they can make the rules as they see fit you literally know these places exist you go to them you survive um, <laughs> right you can come back you right. talk to other but, people who have in heaven like but do it, but do we
0: do we concretely know or do we or do we only know that we had the subjective uh, experience through that person's perspective sure uh, of something that they were interpreting of being that thing
2: right it's just more so that the thing has an existence like sovereign guard is but then like like, he must have gone somewhere right Right, exactly we we know we know that the Dovakin went and did something Right. But it's like, you know, are the far shores literally like a tropical island? Well, I don't Maybe that's where the interpretation comes in. You know what I mean? Like, is there a giant Viking mead hall for the Nords? I don't know. Like, you know, that could be more to your point where there's an interpretation to it from what people see. But the the place exists, you know, depending upon which version you're going to or whatever.
0: So maybe maybe the dream sleeve is the universal place that all souls go, but the interpretation of the experience of it is based on cultural uh, teachings. Yeah, maybe that's it. Could be. I don't know. Well, I think I think we're kind of at the end here because that's I mean that's about all all we have on that. Like it. Like I, I, again, I'd love to hear what your thoughts are on this because it is so vague and there may be references to some of this that we haven't found because again, it's one of those tiny little topics that comes up every so often in some random little places. So maybe there's more to this than I was able to find in doing my research or or Lotus was able to find in doing his research or we can recall from playing through these games because they're gigantic. Um, So uh, if you want to chime in with some of your thoughts, we'd love to hear you you know, and your thoughts on the robots radio discord or send us some, some messages on, on Twitter, um, at Lotus of doom for, for Lotus at robots, underscore radio for me. And, uh, Lotus, you have anything else you want to share before we head out?
2: Um, uh, oddly enough, uh, one of the things I actually wanted to do, because I don't usually have like a, a shout out thing, but, uh, as a Patreon of the show and, uh, of, uh, arcs other show uh related to new world and uh i was gonna say all, all of the stuff over at dungeon crawler network um i streamed the new dungeons that just dropped as we made uh, a little reference to at the start like i might have been the pre-show mm-hmm. um but um yeah we streamed those last night um for launch we went through beat them both on uh vet, did some of the hard modes uh super fun uh honored you know rich lambert actually ended his stream rated in with a whole bunch of people yeah you uh, had a very crazy
0: end. crazy crazy party
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah he, he he brought in several hundred people in the middle of us doing the finale of the harder of the two dungeons on vet <laughs> um and that was quite a distraction because we didn't look anything up so we were trying to figure all of this out as we were going and then it was like surprise now there's several hundred people watching you try to do this on right. the fly. <laughs> so we're like ah, oh, crap um time to but get good it, it 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 made it super amusing and um the reason i bring this up uh is because i actually wanted to shout out that there are a lot of people but just because i know he listens to the show and is a supporter of yours and arcs is uh I wanted to thank Noodle Al Dente for uh, hanging out last night in stream with me and um, sub-bombing my chat the second we beat the finale. Like, we beat that. It would be... (laughs) We beat it, nice. so all of that goes to Extra Life, which is the charity that um, I like to try to support each year. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was just that was very nice of uh, very nice of Noodle to do that. So I just wanted to give my own Noodle shout out this week. That that was that was very thoughtful. A lot of people were very pleased that they had all the like emotes and fun stuff that come as a result as well. But uh, yeah, just. Thanks for that. Appreciate it. Goes to a good cause. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. Noodle, noodles, noodles, awesome. Noodles are really, really awesome, and has been a supporter of the show for so, for yeah, so long and now, and so many to other all, wonderful to creators. all the
2: people that I either met last night or everybody. I was going to say several of you were in chat, like Tim Tour and stuff like that. Uh, you know appreciate all you hanging out hope you had fun i know some of you were actually doing the dungeons uh off to the side separately at the same time i was so you were just kind of like keeping me on in the on the side thing to listen to us screaming and exploding and everything um but then at the same time the same way we were doing it they were looking to try to do everything uh themselves to figure it out because that's that's a lot of the fun of it
0: yeah oh it's i i love uh, watching streamers while they play games um oh yeah yeah it's it's super fun Um, That's, that's great. That's, uh, that's what's so fun about the community. I know Rich's streams have been a lot of fun. He's, he's such a nice guy. He answers so many questions. He's so patient with the community and he's been getting such awesome big crowds of people just kind of hanging out. Yes.
2: So Rich, I mean, as everybody knows from when Rich joined us on the show, um, Rich is very good at just kind of having a good chat and he plays elder scrolls uh online quite a bit yeah <laughs> which sometimes people always wonder do you know do these people even play their own game and <laughs> right. the answer is yes yes uh, they do <laughs> at least at least with relation to elder scrolls online any of the devs i know they all play very differently but they all play which is kind of amusing yeah just and like any
0: of us like we all play differently
2: exactly yeah but um his streams are are very good. Uh, he, he's slash lurk for anybody who does not know. Um, and yeah, he, he has a lot of people join his streams because pretty much anything he can say without spoiling like an upcoming something <laughs> that they're trying to keep under wraps. Right. He will candidly talk about. Um, and as a result of that, at least in my experience, because I do like to drop by and keep Rich's stream up. Uh, when he's he's live is because he will respectfully answer things and he's they know when something is wrong with the game <laughs> oh yeah um oh, yeah a, a lot of times like they, they or, or it's a, or they find out about it and they're like oh okay well that's good to know but like they don't dance around it a lot and i mean we got that same impression when we interviewed rich or when we've had gina or anything on or or fin on tales of tamriel they don't pretend that the game just is the greatest thing ever and nothing ever goes wrong it's just like no oh, this was a bad this didn't work as we intended we changed it or this is something people didn't like we changed it blah 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 and because they're so candid about it People know they can ask real questions and provided they can, they'll give you an actual answer. You might not like it, but like, yeah. you'll at least get it. So it's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a communication I've never really experienced in any of the other communities I've played prior to elder scrolls is kind of strangely unique to this environment.
0: Yeah. Well, you have to respect honesty, you know, like just the transparency and honesty and, and that's the best you can do. Yeah. When you're creating a product of any sort is to just be honest and respectful with your, with, you know, your community and the people who are, you know, purchasing and using your product. There's, there's no reason not to be. Right. Right. You're doing the best you can just be honest and respectful. And, and if people don't think you're being honest with them, well, you know, I mean, they have the right to think that, but
2: yeah, exactly. But then, you you know, do you get take it what take with it what you will at that point so right right so yeah it's uh, you guys should go check
0: out his streams he's doing some awesome stuff over there yep. and um you
2: yeah, know say hi from us um, yeah, he runs with viewers a lot if yeah. you have any interest or he he does pugs which have been very entertaining he'll slowly teach people how to do something if they're new to it like it's it's very different than what you would expect from a game dev to be doing with their own game actually it's just mm-hmm having fun playing it and she kind of just chatting with everybody
0: yeah but it, it really genuinely shows that he understands the game he enjoys the game he um he plays he probably plays the game more than many of the people who are watching him play
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which he also posts which a much is, better vma score than i can post <laughs>
0: which is which is just awesome you know it just <laughs> it just goes to show like isn't yeah. it, like these guys know what they're talking about like yes. so many players have such a uh, such a sense of like entitlement when it comes to these games and they're like <laughs> these developers must not play their games they don't know <laughs> and it's like yeah, you no, they wait to, wait until you choice. work yeah. yeah wait until you work for a game developer then maybe talk about it yeah yeah but anyway um Well, yeah, well, thanks for joining me again. And you guys know where to find all our stuff, uh, RobotsRadio.net. I, uh, one other thing I wanted to note before we end the show, I am in the process of untangling the Robots Radio YouTube channel. So I've created a singular Elder Scrolls Lorecast YouTube channel. It doesn't have its own YouTube channel name yet, because I have to get to a certain status with numbers of subscribers and all of that. So the video version of this podcast will go up there directly. And I'm in the process of slowly moving over all the old videos onto that channel. So every day, one of the old videos gets moved over and when this video goes up, it goes directly to that channel. So uh, I'll continue posting notifications about that. It's going to take a few months to move all that stuff up. There are limitations for YouTube for how many videos you can upload every day. And it also takes a while for me to manually do all of that. So it's going to take some a while. I'm going to do about a video a day for a while, Um, but go check out, check out that channel. There will be links on uh, my Twitter account and on the regular YouTube. I'm putting up notifications every week when the new video goes up. You'll see the little, you know, how YouTube, you can put the little comment up with like a link instead of a oh, video. Yeah, yeah, you can yeah. post like a little message. There'll be messages with links and stuff. So pay attention for that. There's also a link in the show notes to the new YouTube channel. So if you want to follow that or subscribe to that channel, it would be very helpful. It's hard to get new channels started on YouTube because YouTube assumes that new channels are not worth anything. So if you oh, want wow, to help algorithms. me out, <laughs> please go, go subscribe to the new elder scrolls lorecast channel and uh that's what i've got going on and also please go check out the new the new stuff i've got for merch on the patreon i think you guys are going to love it um i spent a good amount of time working on those t-shirts i think you guys are going to love those so thanks again for everybody for listening and being here we'll be back next week with another regular episode and we've got what is it the ninth already holy crap we're already like a third of the way through the month but um madness yeah this this month ends on a thursday so we've still got three more weeks until the patron episode so um we've still got a few more weeks before that's gonna happen so we got a few more regular episodes and then the patron episode so we'll see you guys next week everybody stay safe we'll see you later bye everyone see you later Thanks for listening to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. If you have something you'd like to contribute to the show, please reach out to us at elderscrollslorecast at gmail.com or on Twitter at esolorecast. I really appreciate you listening, and I'd love to hear from you soon.
1: You've been listening to the Robots Radio
0: Podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net.
1: It's been 26 years since the bombs fell. And since I've left the vault, I've been trying to rebuild. This isn't the Appalachia that I remember. There's so much more to everything going on. And I promise to find the answer. So if you're out there, if you're listening, just hone in on these coordinates there's a place for you at the end. Omega. The Omega Broadcast, Fallout Story, is available on iTunes, Spotify, and many great podcasting sources.
3: Hey, all you wannabe raiders out there, it's your bestest girl, Rose, coming at you up from top of the world. Now, it's time for your local traffic and weather. Welp, looks like almost everyone's still dead, so traffic is at a standstill! <laughs> and now a word from our sponsor, cause they're totally not bribing me with massive amounts of chems or anything. Seems as the stuffed shirts are back at the White Springs playing games with that total loser, Modus. But hey, if that's your thing, whatever! So if all you squares wanting to hear more, totally sort of, but maybe not boring stories about rebuilding Appalachia and being all goody-two-shoes, definitely not raiders, check out this thing they call a podcast, The Modus Files, whatever that's supposed to be, on Spotify, iTunes, and wherever else you listen to those things. Double ugh. They're not paying me enough for this. Until later, this is Rose. Raiders rule!